Hi, and welcome to Beauty Curious. My name is Dr. Elise Love, and I am a board-certified dermatologist. And I'm Ian Michael Crum, a licensed esthetician. Ian and I are excited to become your trusted beauty guides, from interviews with the best and brightest names in the industry to sharing our favorite expert-approved products. We are here to help you navigate the noise by giving you the facts. Are you feeling beauty curious? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beauty Curious. Today, we're going to be diving deep into the world of collagen. Collagen is one of the most abundant building blocks in our body. In addition to giving your skin a healthy, bounce, hydrated look, collagen is also partly responsible for building strong nails and strong hair. Beyond that, collagen can be found in essentially every organ of our body, from our gut to our joints. As we age, our ability to make new collagen, along with other essential proteins, slows down. This can lead to a host of problems, but aesthetically, it leads to fine lines, wrinkles, and a feeling that skin is dull and lackluster. In addition to that natural slowing of collagen production, there are many things within our lifestyle and skincare routines that can break down collagen and or stimulate new collagen production. So today we're going to arm you with knowledge to understand what's helping you keep your collagen and what's accelerating the loss. All right, so collagen is one of my favorite topics. I think it's an essential concept to understand if you're into preventative skincare and preventative procedures um, because much of preventative skincare is all about maintaining collagen production. Okay, so let's get into it first. When we think of our skin, where is collagen? Okay, so our skin can be split into three broad levels. The most superficial is the epidermis, which we commonly talk about in the skincare world as the skin barrier. And I think we understand that damage to the skin barrier can cause dryness, rashes, and even skin infections. Your skin barrier is in charge of protecting your dermis, which is the next level down. And your dermis is really where the good stuff is. This is where collagen, elastin, water, and blood vessels lie. And collagen and elastin specifically are the scaffolding for your skin. They give it that 3D dimension. Babies are always a really great example because babies are just filled with collagen. And when you think about those like plump cheeks that you just want to pinch, it's because there's tons of collagen and elastin there helping with the scaffolding. Over time, as we lose collagen, the skin becomes more shallow and it becomes more kind of sunken in. And then the final level is the subcutaneous fat, which we won't talk about today. Okay, so collagen production is constant, right? Yes, that is correct. Day-to-day, collagen production is relatively stable, but year over year, we start to produce less collagen over time. In fact, collagen production naturally decreases about 1% each year, starting at age 30. Oh, no, I'm 30 now. (laughs) Ah. Welcome. (laughs) So no matter how healthy I am and what I do, I'm going to slowly produce less collagen over time. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, so that sadly is the reality. We are all aging. There's nothing that we can do to not age, but there definitely are things that we can do to slow the process down and definitely things that we can avoid so that we're not making the process worse. Okay, so we're going to get into things that stimulate collagen production a little bit later, but first I think we should discuss some of the things that really break that collagen down. Number one on the list that breaks down collagen, everyone knows I'm about to get super excited, is sun damage, wear your sunscreen. An estimated 80 to 90% of aging is secondary to UV exposure and UV damage. That is correct. 
So if you needed another reason to wear your sunscreen, hashtag protected skin wins, <laughs> uh, it not only decreases your risk of skin cancer, it also protects against skin discoloration and it protects your collagen. Sun protection really is the most cost-effective skincare ingredient out there. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> uh, what else damages collagen? So smoking is very high up on the list. And so cigarette smoke is just a no-go um, if you want to age well. Just think of like that Sex in the City episode. Are you guys too young for Sex in the City? But basically that Sex in the City episode. I, I used to watch Sex in the with, City. Yeah, with Carrie where she's like on the cover of the magazine and she's smoking. Uh. Like that's what smoking really does to you. Um, and then anything that creates free radical damage can damage collagen. So this is going to include pollution and it's also going to include things like sugary foods in your diet. I think it's so interesting not to have a sidebar, but to have yeah, a sidebar. Yeah, have a sidebar. Um, smoking, I mean... Okay, I'm going to say what it does, but then I'd like your validation since you're the doctor. But every time you inhale, it essentially constricts the capillaries in your skin. Mm -hmm. And then that basically deprives your skin of oxygen. So every time you smell cigarette smoke or are inhaling cigarette smoke, you're essentially like strangling your skin of oxygen. And that's that. what causes it to age faster. Yeah, I love that analogy. You're strangling your skin. <laughs> anyway, so now that I have that sidebar. So <laughs> collagen production naturally decreases by 1% each year starting at the age of 30. Oh my gosh, I'm 30 now. <laughs> uh, factors that increase this rate include sun damage, smoking, and pollution exposure. Wearing a broad spectrum SPF 30 plus sunscreen and using other sun safety practices like wearing an antioxidant serum, eating an antioxidant-rich diet and avoiding smoking can really help mitigate those factors. That's correct. So we're all aging, but there are ways to soften or slow this process, right, Dr. Love? That is correct. There are a good number of preventative aging treatments that focus on increasing collagen stimulation. So you're still going to produce less collagen, but we can slow how quickly you produce less collagen. Okay, I'm your eager student today. I'm 30, and um, I'd like to know where to start. <laughs> okay, so a good place to start, just because you already mentioned it, is actually with skincare and with your topical routine. Um, so there are going to be two products that are helpful for collagen protection and two products that are helpful for collagen stimulation. So like you mentioned, sunscreen and antioxidant serums are helpful for collagen protection from environmental stressors. These are going to be best added to your morning routine since they are protecting your skin from the environment. And then prescription retinoids or over-the-counter retinols have been shown to stimulate collagen production. It's actually one of the reasons that we love prescription retinoids in dermatology. And in addition, growth factors may be helpful in stimulating fiber best to make more collagen. So these are gonna be best added to your evening skincare routine since cell repair and turnover are greatest while we sleep. I mean, I know retinol is quite mainstream at this point. A lot yeah. of people know what retinol is or have heard of it, but growth factors can also be found in skincare routines. Growth factors can be found in skincare routines. It's going to be more kind of like once you've reached your advanced skincare, they tend to be a little bit more, well, they are more expensive. They're harder to come by. You want like a high quality product, but something like Skin Medica TNS serum is going to have growth factors in it. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. So what about our diets and collagen? 
So diet is always complicated, <laughs> um, but you want to make sure that your diet is rich in protein and antioxidants. So protein is going to provide essential building blocks for the skin, and antioxidants help to decrease free radical damage on an internal level. Collagen supplements have become very popular in the past few years. We don't have a ton of data on their effects on the skin, but there's actually some early data that shows that there are probably short-term and even possibly long-term benefits to ingesting collagen for the appearance of the skin. And like you mentioned, Anne, at the start of the show, collagen is an essential building block for almost every organ in our body, not just our skin. So the overall effects of collagen supplementation on health seem to be positive. It's just difficult to quantify when you take a collagen supplement how much of that benefit is going to go to your skin versus how much of it is going to go to your joints or, say, your gut lining. And then in addition to eating the right foods, you'll want to just be mindful about your sugar intake because sugar can be negative on the skin and your health in general. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, procedures. I know there's lasers like Fraxel or Clear and Brilliant that can help stimulate collagen production. What are some of the more advanced treatments that we can look at? Yeah, so most procedures that stimulate collagen production will do so through this concept of controlled injury to the skin. So in adulthood, collagen production is fairly stable. The one exception to that is if you injure yourself. So if you fall and you cut your skin, these fibroblasts are going to come to that area and they're going to produce new collagen. We actually use that concept in aesthetics to help stimulate collagen production. So the goal is to create these small little micro traumas that cause an increase in collagen production without causing an actual scar to form. And so there's various intensities of procedures that you can do, and they'll have different amounts of downtime. And in general, the more downtime you have, the more substantial your results, depending on how old you are. What makes sense for you will vary. So typically, younger people prefer procedures with less downtime, like microneedling with or without radiofrequency, clear and brilliant, and laser genesis. And then someone who's starting procedures later in life may prefer to start with the same procedures and just do more of those procedures, or they may want to escalate treatment to something like Fraxel, Alicor, or even an ablative CO2 laser, which have a lot more downtime, but you're going to see substantial more results from each individual treatment. Alicor has really been making a splash. I, it is. I feel like we need to have another episode about that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We go back and forth about whether or not we're going to have it in the office, but it is a really cool technology. So what about injectables? Do they help with collagen stimulation? Yes, certain injectables. So the injectables that are most helpful with collagen stimulation include Sculptra and Radius. So these are called biostimulatory fillers. So they're injected into the skin similar to hyaluronic acid fillers, but they don't create this immediate effect. Instead, they're actually absorbed into the skin and they stimulate fibroblasts to make these dermal components, particularly collagen. So 
they can lead to really incredible natural results over several months, but you're going to do a series of treatments. Dr. Max says sculptures for the patient patient because you're not going to see results immediately like a hyaluronic acid filler, but over several months, you're just going to notice that the quality of the skin, just everything about the skin just improves. And then there is some data that hyaluronic acid fillers themselves actually stimulate collagen production, but that would be more of a bonus of the treatment versus the major benefit of the treatment. So interesting. Okay, that was a lot of amazing <laughs> information. I feel like we really crammed it in this power episode. That was very efficient for it was us. super efficient. <laughs> I only did like two sidebars. Yeah. So to summarize everyone, collagen keeps us young. It's responsible for that bouncy sensation of the skin and it's located in the dermis underneath our skin barrier. And as we age, that collagen production naturally decreases. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Things like sun exposure, pollution, really sugary foods. I'm guilty of that. And smoking accelerate collagen loss. I'm not guilty of smoking. Sun protection and antioxidant serums slow that collagen loss by protecting the collagen we already have. And then there's retinoids, growth factors, and other things that can stimulate that production to slow the loss of collagen down. In terms of diet, a diet rich in proteins and antioxidants is protective, while a diet high in sugars likely will accelerate that collagen loss. Collagen supplementation is still fairly new, and we're learning more and more about it and its benefits, but it does appear to be beneficial for skin health and likely internal health as well. And then there's procedures that cause small traumas to the skin to help stimulate collagen production. And those procedures can vary in downtime with downtime always being proportional in results. Biostimulatory fillers are designed to increase collagen production. Their results are modest in the moment, but significant over a series of treatments spaced a month or so apart. I could not have said it better myself. Thank you, Dr. Love. <laughs> um, well, thank you all for joining us today. Please leave a review if you found this conversation helpful. Share it with a friend. Until next time. Bye, guys. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please leave us a review if this topic helped you feel smarter, calmer, and more confident about your beauty decisions. You can engage with us more personally on Instagram. See you next episode.